We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. The two bigs with double-doubles. Boots with 22 and 12. Pockets to Drummond again with a two-handed slam. Oh, my goodness. Andre Drummond eating some big-time rim at the UC. Uh, listen, a lot of people forget. This guy was a starter in this league. Don't, 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 get, don't get it twisted, okay? This guy was a starter in this league, you know, and, and a two-time All-Star. This is not surprising to me. Like, we've seen him a lot in Detroit. He's put up huge numbers against the Bulls before, 20-plus rebounds. So this is not a surprise. It might yep. be a surprise to a lot of Bulls fans, but it's not a surprise. Man, you know, just, just staying prepared. You know, this is new territory for me. So uh, for me, it's just being a professional at the end of the day and setting a good example for these young guys, as you said. Uh, the game the game is uh, it's, it gives you a lot of highs and lows, man. But at the end of the day, the more work you put in, you stay ready, you stay prepared. You know, nights like this happen. Uh, you know, I just always try to stay ready, man. You know, that's why I, I keep preaching. So I stay ready, come in, do extra work, and uh, just wait for my number to be called. Trade him. Like, I'm glad no one else was surprised or willing to admit that they were surprised that Andre Drummond went 9 of 9 from the floor and yeah. had a 21 and 15 game. And at one point in the fourth quarter, Adam Amin who is one of the best play-by-play guys in the country, was like, I don't even know which dunk this is on the highlight because he had dunked so many times in a row on consecutive possessions that he didn't know which dunk highlight they were flashing back to. Oh, God. And, you know, I, I really I respect the hell out of Andre Drummond. Look at sure. It, look at him busting his ass here on, what, Team 5? Team 6 for Andre Drummond in his career? surprisingly not as old as you think was the only 29. And we were all kind of staggered by that. I, I, I believe is the case. Um, yeah, mo- I think that's right. Moves I, I his, got it right here. Moves his feet. Well, like it, 29. It, it can run, um, you know, it, it seems to care all, all that stuff. It's nice to see uh, and good for him. But go ahead and trade him. Yes, would be it would be yeah, the right if thing you, to do. Yeah, if you can get something for Andre Drummond, like if someone wants to be blown away by by that game, sure, go go right ahead and trade him. I um, I don't know. So like the deadline is is Thursday. I think that the full on teardown is unlikely based on the reporting. I'll trust Casey Johnson's reporting of talking to executives around the league. But it's not just that anymore, is it? I, no, it's it's not. If they do like a tinker something like a like a crap for crap minimal stuff fine but if they trade like an actual first round pick or any of the draft assets that they have to, to add and and bulk up like and go for a re- playoff series really add, I will be I will light them up Thursday at 2 cuz I just I don't know what they're chasing and I thought that I was like in the majority on that opinion and then I heard something last night during that broadcast that just like kind of flabbergasted me, if I'm just being totally honest. And I love Amin and I love Stacy and I love the broadcast. We have them both on the show. I think they're great. But this is the fourth quarter of that game. And keep in mind, they're playing the San Antonio Spurs, okay? There's one team in the league 
that has fewer wins than the Spurs? One. It's the Houston Rockets. The Spurs are openly tanking and going after Wembenyama. They are they are bad by design. And then and and now they have hurt guys too. Correct. That was not. That was not even a a, a, a roster that that was representative of them at their best. Correct. Right? This is a depleted, bad by design, pop on me at media day talking about how it was going to be different, how it was, he was going to embrace like coaching and teaching young guys. Like, I mean, this this is not a Spurs team with talent that can compete. And in the fourth quarter of that game, when the Bulls are rolling and looking like world beaters, but again, with Levine and DeRozan and Vooch and like real NBA all-star caliber players on the floor. Hmm. This was what the hyperbole was at the four-minute mark of the fourth quarter. Goran Dragic has always come up with very insightful quotes, and this is what he said the other day about the Bulls trio. They're still working toward it. I feel like some games they look amazing, some games they look disconnected, but when I've been around stars, it typically clicks at one point during the year when everybody goes, okay, I can't win on my own. It's got to be all of us. And I don't know if this is the time just yet, but these last couple of games, I just feel like the feel of when and how these three guys are starting to play within the system and with everybody else, I just see some flashes is all, and maybe Goran does too. Listen, they, they have a responsibility. They're three all-star players, you know, and so you guys are the leaders. Of, they're the leaders of this team. And if they come out here and play on both ends, not just offensively, because it's not always about the offense that hurts this team. Yep. It's defense. And if they lock in defensively, those three guys, who, who's going to beat this team? This team's going to be a really, really scary thought if they can continue to play the way they've been playing. Wow. I, I ju- Who's going to beat this team? I, I just, I mean. Team's going to be a scary thought if they continue to play this way. So they, just, these guys feel like they've turned a corner. Nice comeback win against Portland on Saturday night. Portland is the 11 seed in the Bad Western Conference. They are an under 500 basketball team. The three-game stretch that Amin is referencing? Yeah. Portland is by far the best team that they play. Charlotte was the other one? Yeah, Charlotte, 15 wins. They're 15 and 40. Uh-huh. Spurs, I, Spurs. Spurs are 14 and 40. Now, there was a lot of talk going into last night. Bulls aren't going to lose this one. They want this one. They like. I, I heard it from everybody. Uh, I heard it from KC on the pregame. I uh, heard it from a lot of people. Like, and Patrick Williams himself was angry about the weight because because they got beat bad by San Antonio Correct. earlier in the year. Correct. So they had some vengeance uh, in their hearts. Yeah, it was a that's a that's a bad it's a bad loss to a bad team that they are better than. Like they've lost the, to a lot of bad teams though, Danny. No, they've played down to opponents they, and, and, and lost maybe, to the Rockets. And, 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 they? Right, and maybe to their credit. They are locking in and bum-slaying the bums who they should have been bum-slaying mm. all around. That, I will afford that possibility. They've won three straight games against three bad teams at home. They've won four of five. The fourth win was against the Magic, who, yeah, are young and kind of fun and exciting, but they are worse than the Bulls. They're 22 and 32. They are also... Not a good team. And then there are other wins. Hawks, because they won 7 to 10. So they can, Hawks, Pistons, Warriors. Okay. Warriors is 7 now, seed. Let me, ask you, let me ask you a question. Yeah. We have all been watching this core not figure it out. 
and watching those three guys not really find a way to play well together in the absence of Lonzo Ball as a point guard who organizes the entire offense. We've been watching them, hoping they would possibly figure it out. Yeah. Um, Goran Dragic says that. Does it fit something that Adam Amin and Stacey have seen that some of these other folks have seen? Is it possible that if you're close to it, you are seeing some more cooperation. Now, I say this as a guy who does not believe in Zach Levine as a winning player, as a decision maker down the stretch, and I don't necessarily believe in 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 in, in DeMar DeRozan as a sharer in the way that you probably need to to make this whole thing work. I will say I've seen DeMar take a couple more threes of late than he had been, and that's certainly been something to talked about. But anyway, is it possible that they have seen something and felt something and regardless of competition, this could feel like a moment. Uh, sure. We, they, but they've, they've also beaten Boston, and they've beaten Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, we've and- had that. That three-game stretch <laughs> after Zach was found out, after the thing in Minnesota, yeah. where they played in Atlanta, and they played in New York, and they played real well, and they won two out of three, and it yeah. was like, oh, man, look at this. That, that, that's when I thought maybe they've, they found they, something. They, they've had moments, and, and yeah, Warren said that he heard Chuck Swirsky talking about like that they were turning a corner or something like that. So it was like on both broadcasts, and it was against a really bad team. And, and dude, I... I absolutely think that that Dragic quote and they're watching every dribble of every game and yeah. they're on the team flight and they're at the shoot around and they're close to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that uh, they don't believe what they're saying. I'm saying I don't believe what they're saying. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I, 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 the, 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 the pieces don't work in a – because I also, I also don't – like the, what, what Stacy said at the end – of like, who's gonna beat this team? And w- they'd be they'd be scary. We have absolutely no evidence to support that. Here's the uh, <laughs> we the- we have no evidence that to to support that they would be a scary out mm. if they clawed their way into the back end of the Eastern Conference playoffs. We have no evidence to suggest that. Here, um, the latest edition of the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast, the poll quote. Um, from Stacy, that is in the tweet. Stacy warns fans, "quote to not give up on these kids." Unquote. Right. Quote. Yeah. So maybe that's more about some of the young players, but it th- all of that does fit with the the feeling and the vibe of of here we go. Maybe they've found something. Should I ask the cynical question, Shane? That's what you've really carved out as a niche. Would you like to, Tanny, Doctor NBA? Perhaps we've not involved you enough. Somebody needs to ask the cynical question. Should, should I go ahead and do it? Yeah, please. I don't know. What, this, this would be out of protocol. Uh, it's my better judgment of my colleagues. Well, but yeah, there, there's radio. a HIPAA stuff here, I think. <laughs> That's fair. Something with the Holocaust. I, and I'm the good vibes guy. So I, I don't like to ask the single question. So maybe you guys can help me. Okay? Just, just ask a question. Oh, okay, thanks. Does um, Do these um, opinions um, and... This vibe, this feeling of positivity coming from within the team's broadcast entities uh, have anything to do with the potential lack of activity here at the deadline as the core is reinvested in and, 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 and they try to see what they can get down the stretch from this bunch? I, I, maybe. I, That's the cynical question. Like, I, a, like, 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 like they're... See, I I don't think that they are like being given talking points. I don't believe that this is like state propaganda type stuff. I I don't believe that. That's my cynical question. I I, I think it's 
possible that there has been some off-the-record discussion of we actually do believe in this thing uh, and the core of what we have here, and it's not as bad as it's looked. And by the way, I think that there is a reasonable argument to be made that if you came into the year saying continuity, 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 to say we've got to give it more time than 50 games of of mediocre basketball. I think that that's reasonable. I disagree because I think it's also the last 40 games of last year Mm. and the playoff series and the we didn't really get to see a lot of it, but just before DeMar and Lonzo were here, when Vooch and Zach were there, you know, two seasons ago at the deadline, and I know they overlapped with COVID diagnoses and didn't play a ton together, but, like, it's not like this is a team that was thrown together this offseason. This is a team that was thrown together two offseasons ago mm-hmm. and two trade deadlines ago. So, like, I – so that's why so, so, I so don't you, you, you subscribe don't, to that you, you don't go with, with yes as the answer to my cynical I, question. I, I, don't, I don't think so, but it's – let's put it this way. I don't think they're tearing it down. I don't. Um, I think they clearly should trade Vooch. I think it's insane not to. Um, Unless they think they can re-sign him and they want to re-sign him. You can re-sign him if he goes somewhere else. Like, I, I know it's harder to do that, but, like, you could if you really, really wanted to. Um, and I just, I don't. And so the texter's like, yeah, but other people don't watch sports for the doom and gloom that you guys do. Hmm. Man. That's interesting, though. So what? So you so, en- enjoyed the win last night? Well, Felt good, good about it? Good. Who, who's going to beat this team? Who is going to beat this team? Hmm. I, I have a lot of evidence to suggest that many, 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 many teams will beat this team if they actually are playing a seven-game playoff series against them. So I just, I it, it is such a, man, the Spurs are awful. Like the the Bulls, why they are in NBA hell is not because they are the worst team in the league. It's because, because they they, <laughs> they have a lot of they have a lot of pretty good players that just don't fit together and are veterans and are expensive and they don't have a lot of young talent. They're not the worst team when, when they play bad uh-huh. teams. They should kick the crap out of bad teams because literally a third of the league is yeah. tanking by design. You, you know what they need? They need a point guard <laughs> who is not necessarily like a pick and roll guy, but a point guard who like can really kind of control the offense. And by the way, he's great defensively to mitigate other people's uh, stuff. I know, I know. And he also can hit three. So he stretches the floor, too. I know. They need that guy. But, like, so let's say (laughs) that Lonzo Ball plays on next year's Bulls team and is 100% healthy. And so that's two big ifs. But let's just let's rule him out for this year uh-huh. and say he's on next year's team. That would be with Zach and with DeMar. And maybe with a re-signed Vooch. But they're all but, – but Vooch is older and DeMar is older. And you can like, actually like, make a case with that batch – that that Vooch doesn't necessarily fit. Like you'd be better off with a rim protecting uh, defensive uh, center who is uh, more muscular. Like you, yeah. If you told me that, and- that Andre Drummond was the starter with a Lonzo, Demar, Zach, but core. he's not a great defensive player. No, that guy's not, had some horrible stretches of yeah. fouls, and he's slow. And I just, I don't know, man. I, maybe I am a little cynical to it. Uh, but I tell I tell you that I still think that there is a very high ceiling in there for Patrick Williams, and I don't. Oh, me, me too. No, I'm seeing that. I saw it last night. But I'm just saying I, again. I, I, I'm not negative across the board with it. I still I still think if you traded Zach Levine on Thursday, you'd be selling low. 
and I and he's a flawed player, but I do not believe I, I believe that there will be a time when Zach has more trade value than he'll have on Thursday. So, you know, I, I don't I, I'm not negative across the board with this thing. Mm. I just think that the idea that they're in this like position of like turning a corner because they are all of a sudden beating some bad teams. Well, if you do that and if you play your way into the play in game and if you win the play in games and then if you get into the playoffs, you just wake up facing Milwaukee or Boston. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like that, that. And so, so I'm just saying, but that, that, in, that in itself is not, is not the way that, that, that players have to think, obviously, and front office is supposed to be dispassionate. That's who you're appealing to. That's what I'm talking about. I and, know. And, and, and so, like, and so that's why don't get sucked into. They've won three in a row. They've won four of five. They've won seven of ten. It, it, it just the goal here was supposed to be progress from last year. That's the stated on the record goal by by AK. Yeah. Winning a playoff series. Is there a path to this Bulls team winning a playoff series? Hmm. Does anyone think the answer to that question is yes? Te- Textures are saying <laughs> that you two are very cynical about this team, and I, it, I, I, I've grown, okay. I've grown cynical about this core okay. without Lonzo. No, he's, hmm. he's he's right. You know, I've grown cynical about the core without without Lonzo, and I'll tell you principally why. Sadly, it's Zach. I just, I, I don't think he's a, a winning guy, a winning player, and I, I question a lot of the decisions. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what would thrill me the most um, by the deadline on Thursday, and it's, it's, it's just the truth. I want the Lakers to get desperate after missing out on Kyrie because, boy, did they miss out. They thought, LeBron thought he was going to get him, and Joe Tsai, like, refused to give Kyrie what he wanted and send him to L.A., which is kind of, talk about spite. Yeah. Talk about a delicious sports spite right there. Uh, but anyway, so the Lakers have missed out. Go ahead, Lakers. Make a hell of an offer for Zach. Get desperate. Give LeBron a running mate and take this max non-winning player take this max contract who's not really a max player not a two-way guy and not truly somebody who can be either your first or in my opinion your second best piece on a championship team go ahead and get him off our hands i i I would like to see that happen before thursday at the deadline i I, know it's i think a lot chance i think a lot of people are with you uh and it's obviously still in play. Let's listen to Billy Donovan talk about AK because it's just a it's an interesting it's an interesting listen uh, uh, ahead of the deadline. But I, I know a lot of people are with you on that one. Speak. I think all that stuff would be taken into consideration, but I don't think that he would isolate eight or ten games and not look at like I think Arturs quite honestly is he's looking at it from the All Star break last year, where you know I think we were. You know, I don't know, maybe tied for first or second going into the break and then looking at the break, you know, from there. Because I think what you have to do is when Caruso went out and Patrick didn't play, you know, our team coming out of the break, we just never got Lonzo back. You know, there was optimism and hope we could get him back this year. Alex obviously missed a lot of time. And then Patrick started to come back after being out for five months. I think he'll look and evaluate our team from after the all-star break all the way through this. Hmm. Yeah. And that's just not, that's the full scope. That's of just it. not a good data point well, to, to evaluate the team from, you know, it's just, it isn't. So 
I I still think the very sensible thing is to trade Vooch at a minimum because he is an expiring contract and you could you're risking losing an asset for nothing. And if you want to rearrange some deck chairs to try to find a minimal con- contributing piece that you think fits a little bit better and mm. trade one of your minimal contributing factors to another team, like, you know, I think Kobe White's been nice recently, but, like, trade Kobe White for a rim-protecting big or a, a more distributing point guard. But I thought Kobe had some really nice moments doing that last night especially. Like, you know, it's like something like that, like a minimal thing for a minimal thing, fine. But I don't, I don't see trading draft picks to add to this team to chase the play-in series. I don't see it. About an hour and a half ago, Casey Johnson with a new piece over at NBC Sports Chicago on why the core is expected to stay together. Yeah. Um, and he talks about the micro and talks about how they have been playing a little bit better lately, which we're alluding to. And then he says this, on the big picture, the macro view, the Bulls' first-round pick is headed to Orlando as part of the Vucevic acquisition, provided it lands outside the top four picks. Trading one of the core pieces wouldn't worsen the Bulls enough to drastically improve their draft lottery odds. They'd likely need similar luck to when they drafted Derrick Rose to land in the top four. Plus, a source said no substantive serious offers have been fielded for any of the core pieces. So, listen, if the the trades aren't there, the trades aren't there. If the trades aren't there, but the first part of that paragraph is like a willing acceptance of the middle, which, which frankly was... I mean, kind of the goal when they made the Vooch treat, Vooch trade. Right, they were they were hoping to be upper middle, and right now they're, they're lo- lower middle. They're lower middle, but they were acknowledging that the middle was an acceptable place to go because it was progress. Yes, yeah, and it's just, I guess that I guess there's some satisfaction in beating really bad teams who they who are actively tanking and trying mm. to lose. That's a weird place for me. I'm not, I I'm not, I, they got, they got all these players out there that are in their primes of their careers. I'm supposed to get excited about the direction of the team because they beat a 14 win Spurs team. Get out of yeah. here. Also this, in case you hadn't heard it or others hadn't heard it from KC. Also the bulls remain confident in their ability to re-sign Vucevic. Who's having a strong season in his contract year, trading away Wendell Carter jr. And two first round picks to lose Vucevic for nothing would be harmful. And management appears intent on not letting that happen okay okay so might run it back next year yeah i who's gonna beat this team (laughs) okay okay there are a lot of qualifiers that have to come in you are threading a very i mean man think of all the things that have to go well they're breaking nba danny i'm just saying like you're like so, so if you're doing that just quickly i know we're late you're banking on DeMar being good, 34. You're banking on Vooch's defense mm. not mattering. You're banking on Lonzo being healthy, Zach figuring it out, and Patrick Williams taking a leap when he still is blocked for the ball by all of those other mm-hmm. guys. It's you're, you're asking a lot. All right, a so lot has to go very, very well. Coming off this three-game win streak now, at Memphis tonight, um, at the Nets on Thursday, and then at the Cavaliers on Saturday. It's three legit road games. Yeah. I. How many are they winning? Color me skeptical. Uh, one, maybe? 
You know, point point five is the is the over under. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not. I I don't think this thing is fixed. I would love to be proven wrong because I love high level good basketball. Uh, there's a Brady Michael Jordan story that was told that might in some ways actually be a lesson for Billy Donovan. We'll play it for you next on the score. Age is just a number. Time is a state of mind. Tom Brady is out of the game and into the history books. I was away from the game for almost two years. He didn't make two months. But you know what that tells me? How much he wants it. How much he needs it. You might worship him. You might hate him. I just hope you appreciate him. Because greatness like this doesn't come along that often. That is Michael Jordan talking about a subject that he knows a little bit. Greatness. Yeah. He's the standard, man. It's what LeBron has chased in terms of the public perception. I love the story that Julian Edelman tells about Tom Brady. They're working out. He's got three rings. He's like, we got to get you to, we got to get you past to Montana, you know, four and then five. We got to get you there. He's like, I'm not chasing Montana. I'm chasing Jordan. Like he's just this mythical feet, uh, figure. And Brady is Jordan, a mythical figure. Yeah. I know. What, Hard what's to imagine, fun. Right? Yeah. What's fun is that he's actually a person. Nah. But no? Nah, mythical figure. He crossed over. 100% he crossed over. Yeah. He, he did. He became the... No one wears TB12 clothing. No one is uh, reveres the Le- LeBron's logo. Jordan's a logo. He's an icon. Yeah. He's a... He's a mythical creature. He is. He is. At the, figure. At, at the NBA at 75. <laughs> not, not a not, creature. Not, it's, it's more of a figure than a creature. Um, so Brady is not being anonymous in retirement like he's like posing in his underwear on twitter and selling clothes and just he's he's out there brady did a podcast last night his podcast with jim gray yeah and their guests were bill belichick who then was interrupted by rob gronkowski and he handed the baton to gronkowski who then handed the the baton to peyton manning it's a good guess. That list. was the guest list. Tough to say no to Tom Brady. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's it's the point that Wani made that if he really wants to be good as an analyst, he could pick up the phone and call any coach, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, I get to talk to Tom Brady." I think that's just good producing myself, Shane. <laughs> right? I mean, like that's that's impressive stuff from whoever Brady's producer is. Famously, I mean, the more famous your friends are, the better quality <laughs> the product will probably be. Uh, that's pro- well, well, the better the production. Uh, well, yeah, when you can get Gronk, it, yeah, yeah. When you can just make that call, I'm yeah. not friends with Gronk. I'm sorry. Yeah. One day, you should be, though. I feel like you two would actually get along. You guys would do fine. So I'll credit my guy Brendan McCaffrey on that one over at Sirius. They're, they're, <laughs> they are involved with a lot of this pre-production for the Tom Brady. He told me. Are I they really? To, he's like, I got to do, do Tom Brady's podcast today. I got to produce it. I said, like, oh, really? How is it? Oh, it was the Larry Fitzgerald half of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's a, a bummer. Not a knock. You, but, you show know, up. Yeah, I still oh, can technically say it. Sounds like a knock. Um, it, it feels like a knock. I showed up for the Brady podcast, and all I got was Larry Fitzgerald. So here's Bill Belichick talking about coaching Tom Brady, and maybe we could think about Billy Donovan and what he does or not do with uh, guys like, you know, not Tom Brady, DeMar DeRozan. Right, because it's a stuff of legend that Tom Brady was coached hard by Bill Belichick, and that mattered to the Patriots' success. So that's the subtext of this, yes. From what's we good. had a, a really good relationship, especially in the film room and talking football and all that, that um, I'll, I'll always treasure. And I learned so much from, uh, because nobody sees the game better than Tom Brady sees it or saw it, and 
yeah, go ahead and rip my ass too. Go ahead. And so I got the green light on that. So I went ahead and took it. But and I the thing that players always they always come back to me and say, Hey, the first meeting Belichick got on Brady. I'm like, Christ, if he's gonna talk to Brady like that, like I better be point out something. You pointed out something to him. And if you had to call him out, you called him out. Uh can you just kind of take us through uh, your your inner thinking on that and, and the wherewithal that that takes to not allow somebody to get bigger than the organization because you're trying to win a game and it takes everybody. Yeah, you know, really, uh, Jim, that was as much a part of Tom as it was me, you know, because there were a couple meetings, uh, you know, where I would say something to Tom after the meeting, like, hey, you know, I didn't really, you know, think that was that bad, but I just want to include you and everybody in there with everybody else. And Tom would say, coach, you have to, if you don't yell at me, then what am I going to do with all the rest of my teammates? I got to be in there with all the rest of them and say, Hey, he's yelling at all of us. And like, we all got to do better. But if you leave me out of it, then, then I don't really have a platform to work from. So yeah, go ahead and rip my ass too. Go ahead. And so I got the green light on that. I went ahead and took it, but, and I think that players always, they always come back to me and say, Hey, the first meeting, Belichick got on Brady. I'm like, Christ, if he's going to talk to Brady like that, like I better be straight. I, you know, I know what's going to happen to me. And, and Tom's, you know, acceptance of that. And also then his ability to lead his teammates by putting himself in the same boat with everybody else. Of like, yeah, we all got to do a better job. You know, he's after me, just like he's after everybody else. Let's go. Um, that's a tremendous platform to lead from. And Tom recognized that. And yeah, you know, was he our best player? Did he make the fewest mistakes out there and all that? Yeah, but everybody can do better. Every coach, every player, no matter how great they are. And, you know, if you're really looking and striving for, for perfection, then we all want that. I want to be a better coach. Tom wants to be a better player, you know, and, and so does everybody else. You know, Law wants to be a better corner, and Logan Mankins wants to be a better guard and all that, and Rob Gronkowski wants to be a better tight end. And if you can tell him something to help him be better – a real competitor will appreciate that. And uh, and actually where I got that from was Coach Knight. And because Coach Knight told me that's what he did with Michael Jordan on the Olympic team. He said, you know, Michael, I'm going to rip your ass just like because I can't rip some of these other guys without ripping you. And Jordan said, hey, bring it on because I that, I need that and that'll help me with my teammates. And and uh, it was kind of a similar thing, you know, with Tom. He was he told me he appreciated it. I don't know if really sure or not. Appreciated it. <laughs> he said he appreciated it. I it obviously Belichick on a weird Zoom and breaking up and whatever. But I had never heard the connection to Jordan that he got that from Coach Knight about the Olympic team. Yeah, I don't think I had either. Uh, the stuff of him coaching Brady Hart is is definitely famous and a very well told anecdote within uh -huh. pa within Patriots lore. But Belichick getting something from anyone that wasn't Bill Parcells, I don't I don't know that I knew that at any point. It it feels obvious. Right? Got to coach the star hard. The stars want to be great. The star can handle it if the star really wants to be great. If the star really – but, I mean, but like, so I know you made the connection to Billy Donovan and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. And how, but DeMar DeRozan wants to be great. He works really hard. He's got that Kobe workout Yes, thing. Yes, I, he does. I think that there is just maybe – 
but, so but I don't know, but, I don't know but, if it's Billy Donovan. It, it's an organizational mandate. Cody Westerland was speaking to this the other day on, with Bernsey and Holmes. Yeah, about being star friendly. About being star friendly, that it comes from the top. Hey, we need because remember that what they were digging themselves out of. Yeah, uh, and and in the NBA, it's difficult because look. There's load management, there's trusting the players, there's empowerment of the stars and trusting them to go hard when it matters. But in the meantime, you might be headed for the play-in because you're not coaching guys hard. Remember when, you, when, when they benched Zach and we're sitting here saying, like, at, at least I was like, why doesn't this happen more often? You know, you go after somebody and, and, and you do this, you know, Zach, Zach kind of went in the tank. He went in the tank after that. Fully guaranteed contracts for... 5, 10, 20x of what the coach makes puts the power imbalance in a different spot. Yeah. Easier to fire coaches than get rid of players on $200 million contracts. And and I find myself thinking about other quarterbacks, thinking about Rodgers or thinking about other quarterbacks who have been, you know, um, more closer on the diva scale and don't want to be coached hard necessarily. Yeah. Hell, Sean Payton yesterday. Put laying down the law about what he's going to be doing with Russell Wilson, right? Well, it's easier to say too than to really do it. You got to have a, you got to have thick skin to take yes. negative feedback and criticism. We, we we say we want it, and then if you get it, not having it feel personal and going to the tank is easier said than done. Yeah, no, I agree. And and the connection that I hadn't made that Brady made, and I guess Jordan made, and Belichick said so well, is that. It gave Brady the platform to lead from. So Brady could say, guys, he's on us. Come on, we're all in this together. And like, and, and we got to do this better. We got to win this game because this, or we got to execute this. And so he can lead, which Brady wanted to lead and recognized he was the leader, as Michael did. Yes. You know? So like that, that connection is awesomely uh, self-aware for a goat like Brady or Jordan to understand. All right, coming up next, tell me if I'm being uh, conspiratorial here. If this is like a tinfoil hat theory of what I think we could be setting ourselves up for for a massive NFL story in the coming months. Next on The Score. I think he's got more personality than anybody gives him credit for. You know how much of a grinder he is. There won't be anybody doing the games uh, that's more prepared for him. Uh, He is as current as current can be. Uh, If he doesn't know it, He's going to make a phone call, and who's not going to pick up the phone for Tom Brady? You know what I mean? So he's going to have – no, I just think the guy will be very good. I'll be curious to see, you know, if Jimmy uh, retires and steps away out there. What a clean, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? All is one word from Dave Wanstead. Where's Wanny? Where's Wanny? Thursday. So psyched. Can't wait. Best part of the week. And don't forget, Friday, 3 o'clock, one of our favorite segments of the year. Massive Super Bowl preview segment. You never know who's going to pop in, except we know that the leadoff hitter will be whoever in, uh, invited Rick Camp to the Super Bowl. Eddie Gutierrez. Eddie Gutierrez. Yeah. Talk to my guy yet? Yeah. Uh, no, he hasn't responded yet. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, the leadoff wow. hitter. Yeah. He didn't move. Maybe Tanny needs to walk uh, walk over. Fred Well, it would be Mexico. Long walk. Yeah, he oh, moved to Mexico. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. It would be a long walk. Yeah, two, the middle of Tuesday, I was just talking to Tanny about it. It's kind of when the stress starts to settle in. <laughs> like who you've already got confirmed and who you haven't heard from. or That explains a lot. That, well, it, it, no, no, no. Okay. Yesterday, my, that was not part of yesterday. <laughs> okay, my but bad. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll get back to Other my conspiracy. off-air stuff. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the worst. Me. I'm the He's worst. He's fine. Everything's fine. I'm terrible. So, 
Tom Brady. So he, tell me if, if tin oil, uh, tin foil, uh, not tin oil, tin foil. Uh, you keep, uh, keep your oil in the tin. <laughs> Where's it coming from? Here's Tom Brady with Colin <laughs> Coward. Shout out, everybody. Is there a thought in your head that, man, I gave a lot. I need to exhale. I, I got to give this thing some space here. Is, is that like time? I'm, I'm talking 15 months. I'm talking 18 months. Yeah. I think for me, absolutely. And even, you know, decompression is important. You know, I, I, you're on this kind of really crazy treadmill slash hamster wheel for a long time, <laughs> loving the moment, loving the journey. At the same time, you know, there's a, there's a, a, it's a daily fight. You know, you wake up every day, just like you do. And I have appreciation for so many people that are so committed every day to showing up to put their max effort into their life and their career. And I think for me, I want to be great at what I do. And even, you know, talking even last week with the people at Fox Sports, you know, and, and the leadership there allowing me to start, you know, my Fox opportunity in, in the fall of 2024 is something that's great for me. So take some time to really learn, become great at what I want to do, become great at, um, you know, thinking about the opportunity and making sure I don't rush into anything. And I, I, I think when people really bet on me, I think one thing about my career, whether I was when I was drafted by the Patriots or signing for agency with the Bucks, I wanted to be you know, fully committed. And I, I never wanted to let people down. I think my biggest motivator was that. So, you know, even in the future, I want to be great at what I do. And that always takes some time and strategizing and, and learning and growing and evolving. And I have so many people to rely on that um, can support me in that growth too. So it's going to be a good, great opportunity for me to take some time to really uh, certainly become at my Fox broadcasting job, which I'm really looking forward to, but also catching up on other parts of my life that uh, need some, need some time and energy. So the news in there is that it's the fall of 2024. He is not replacing Greg Olson as the number one broadcaster for Fox next year. He still plans to do it, but he said figure out you know what he wants to do. He said he's excited for the job, but he wants to be fully committed to it, doesn't want to let people down. Hmm. Feels like the door is cracked open there for Shane's theory that he never even joins the booth. Yeah, But combine that with what he said on his – let's go podcast about what he thinks he could still do as a football player. Tom, it seems to me that physically you can still play that it's, it's emotional and it's, it's your body can do it, but your heart and your mind um, have had enough. Would that be? Accurate? No, that's not accurate. <laughs> I think there's no? a part of me that uh, there's always going to be a part that wants to play and a part of me that, you know, feels like I can play. I think there's just a decision to know that it's the right time. <laughs> So I think for me, it's more of just uh, it's going to end at some point, And I think now's the time. And uh, it's not that I can't do it. It's not that I wouldn't want to do it. It's not that I wouldn't be excited to play. I love playing football. It's I've loved playing football since I was, you know, a kid on the street on Portola Drive. So I think it's just a decision that it's time to do other things. I love playing sports my whole life. And I'm sure I'll love them until the day I die. So I'm sure at some point you're going to waver mentally. You're going to have the <laughs> discipline to keep this. Or are you, are you, are you going to be like Muhammad Ali? <laughs> I'm not, you know, I, I know how I feel today and I'm very happy and, and uh, you know, what the future holds, who knows, but I, I don't ever envision it. And, you know, but again, I don't, I, I don't even want to leave the door open for people to say, oh, Tom Brady, blah, blah, blah. No, it's like, I'm very content with where I'm at. Oh, you, you did leave the door open, Tom. So he's taking a year, just to be clear, the 45 year old. Yeah. Who thinks he can still play and, and and loves to play and absolutely says he would still be excited to play. Uh, 
just got permission from his bosses for his $375 million contract that awaits, yeah. to delay it a year, and we'll see what happens. Uh-huh. But I don't want to lead anybody to speculate that maybe, like, dude, dude, he's just, that, that last... we are going to hear from Tom Brady oh. in July or August when training camps are heating up and some teams have that rookie quarterbacks that aren't ready to play or didn't get Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers. He, he's a free agent. I told the story the other day. He did it to Tony Gonzalez. He, yeah. he did it. He went to Tony Gonzalez and said, you know, you can play to your 45. We've done some research on that. Would you like to play after yeah. Tony had retired? And the answer was, was no, but he will get mocked oh, mercilessly dude. for like, you only get one emotional retirement. So I'm done for good. And then the next day saying something like that, like if he actually comes back, I still will put it at overwhelmingly likely that he doesn't play again. But he is. He had a chance. Very clearly. Oh God. Well, what if happened? What if it was November, right? Happens to the 49ers. Same thing that happened to them this year. Damn right. They're rolling, and all of a sudden, whoever their QB is gets hurt, and there he is. Just just all of a sudden, he's working out again, trying go. to ramp it up to, to get ready to play by the bye week or whatever. It's a great specific hometown team. It's yeah. a great specific call on a, on a ready-made roster that Trey Lance and Brock Purdy are just not making yeah. it work. Do the Roger Clemens thing. Examples like that, like rosters that are good to go, just one quarterback away, simple systems that he could come in and doesn't even have to play the whole grind of the 18-game season. You know? yeah, he's just very but the delaying the Fox thing a year because it's not like he's going to take a year off and then at 47 decide to come back it, it, it is like he doesn't have much time left but I I'm not starting my next job right away I'm content with where I am now yeah but you never know the dude last... he is keeping it open to play football oh, this he year did. Jim Gray gave him a chance to shut it down the last 20 seconds of that thing after Jim Gray says uh, are you gonna have the uh, discipline to uh, yeah. do it and Basically, the only thing he said in there is like, uh, I don't envision that. But, <laughs> yeah. And then he quickly even qualified that. Happy where I'm at now. Happy where I'm at now, right? <laughs> I mean, like in there, at first he says, well, you know, I kind of want to, but I, I don't envision that. But, yeah, I, you know, like so quickly. He'd, he wide just wide open. He get wide open. He broke the door. He, he opened the door so hard. Yeah, man. It flew off the hinges. It's lying in a heap next to a wide open doorway. Like, imagine you're doing dry January and someone approaches you with a drink and you're like, well, you know, I'm doing dry January because I committed to not drinking, but, you know, I really do like alcohol and there uh, are some benefits to having a little bit of buzz. But yeah. I did want to take a break for a little while, but mm. also I've enjoyed other times that I've had, had alcohol before, <laughs> so I could probably enjoy one right and now. I, I don't envision that. Life. Yeah. My whole life. <laughs> I'm going to love alcohol till the day I die. <laughs> Actually, that's it's true. Like, like uh, you know, reformed drinkers will admit that they say, yeah, I love it. I, I, I absolutely love it. I would do it right now and tomorrow and every day. I just, I just cannot. So maybe he's addicted to football, you know? Maybe. But I, I'm glad you all heard that exactly in the same way that I did. Especially the opportunity for the, the, the shutdown at the end. Like, no, I'm good, Jim. Thanks. It's like, would you like to cut the, shut the door uh, right here? No, 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 I would no, not. We'll see how I feel. Yeah. I feel this way now. Wow. Yeah. So, so from the broadcast perspective, and I know we got a break. So, the, good. Olsen deserves another year, and he'll get it. If Jimmy Johnson does retire, which has been hinted at, that's uh, who knows gonna, what's going to happen. We're going to see there. more of Tom Brady on television with Fox. Apparently, uh, Marshand reported that he did the Cowherd interview before. Uh, he did it yesterday because today was Burkhardt and Olsen meeting the media. Uh-huh. So they wanted a Fox entity to break the news that Brady was taking a year off. And uh-huh. then that takes some of the pressure off of 
Olsen and Burkhart before they get ready to call this Super Bowl. Everybody, these networks think of things, man. My God, yeah, the strategizing that goes on. They 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 think of things. So that's one end of the of the weird quarterback audio spectrum. This is the extreme other end. It's next on the score. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.